to the Downsize with Style podcast to help you create a happy home and refine your apartment lifestyle. This is episode number 46 and we are turning 50 in a few weeks, which is exciting. My name is Bettina Deda. I'm an interior stylist, writer and author of the award-winning book Downsize with Style. It just won a bronze medal at the 2015 Independent Publisher Book Awards. So if you haven't checked it out, have a look on my website. You can find more about the book as well. I'm passionate about helping people achieve a stylish and functional home in a more compact space. I also love podcasting and delivering you quality content on a weekly basis. This podcast is one way to share my content with everyone who is planning to downsize and get involved in apartment living in some way. A while ago, I spoke with uh, Lisa Rutland, who is a strata searcher, and we discussed um, everything people need to know when buying an apartment. So she um, um, helps people find out if there are any issues with the apartment they are um, looking at and they're going to buy. So this is a really helpful advice um, if people want to um, invest in an apartment. I also talked to Chris Johnson, CEO of the Urban Task Force Australia, and he not only shared his downsizing story, we also discussed the recent poll that um, uh, Urban Task Force commissioned, and which clearly states that apartment living is becoming more and more popular for a wide range of the population. In Sydney, for example, 56% of um, um, people who live here are already involved in apartment living in some way. I also came across um, an article um, recently um, by uh, two guys from the uh, RMIT University in Melbourne stating that on a national level, 40% of new dwellings are now apartments or units and building approvals outnumber those for houses. Melbourne and Brisbane are the most extreme cases, but these trends are national and they are fundamentally reshaping the future of urban Australia. In Melbourne, for example, the inner city is flooded with one to two bedroom micro apartments in increasingly tall towers. Um, some have uh, uh, 30 plus stories and um, almost half are under 50 square meters, not much bigger than a big double garage. So um, there's a lot happening in this area and the fact that each state in Australia has its own legislation does not make it easier for people to find their way to, um, through this jungle of information that is out there. And I will put some links to articles that we, um, we're going to talk about today on the blog in the show notes. So if you are living or investing in a unit or apartment, um, this podcast is for you. Today, I invited um, Nikki Jovikic, um, founder of the online community Look Up Strata. Her site is a real treasure chest of useful Strata information, including fact sheets, blog articles, um, events, and Strata news. And we connected some time ago, um, and I sometimes write content for her, which um, you might have seen on the website if you follow or if you subscribe to her newsletter. So welcome, Nikki. How are you today? Very well, Bettina. Thank you very much for having me. That's great. Not a problem. Um, I am. I think we should start maybe um, to tell the listeners who have not heard from you yet what Lookup Strata is and why you have launched the site. 
Certainly, Bettina. Look Up Strata is a library of strata title information for people who live, invest or work in the strata industry. We launched the site about two and a half years ago and it provides easy access to strata information from each state or territory in Australia. I launched the site with my father who had lived in apartments in southeast Queensland, New South Wales and WA for many years and he's been involved in his own body corporate committees. Eventually he started his own body corporate administration company called Tower Body Corporate Administration on the Gold Coast but during this time he was constantly frustrated by the lack of information which was available to public concerning apartment living and different legislations for each state. Personally, I have a background in information management and librarianship, so we banded together and built Lookup Strata to provide resources to help people answer their questions about apartment living. The site now has about a thousand pages of information and it's being added to every day. And that's a great story. So basically you founded it because of the personal need or what you experiences, bad experiences you had with not finding information. So Definitely. And it, while there's quite a bit of information about um, New South Wales and Victoria and Queensland on the east coast, as you move further away from that eastern seaboard, there's yeah. less and less information for the other states available. And we would find that to look for a simple answer to a question, you had to mm. jump in and out of many different sites where we've tried to pull all the information together in one spot. Mm. That reminds me, I just have to mention it, of um, Amanda Graham from Seniors Housing Online. She runs a real estate platform here in Sydney and I've done already two podcasts with her in the past and it was the same um, same story. She Because they were looking for a retirement village for their parents, for her parents, I think, and they couldn't find a spot where everything was kind of on, in one place. So they, they didn't know where to look, where to go. And she founded that real estate site, which is quite... Um, Interesting now, so most of the big retirement village operators are on there, and so people can just go there and search. So it's kind of the same idea that <laughs> that how, how all these sites develop and these sources of information for people um, who are in that yeah in that phase of their life who want to downsize or um, look for for um, um, accommodation to to spend the retirement. Yeah, so that's interesting. Um, so what can people find on your site? So is it for everyone, basically, or is it more for people who have already an apartment? Or um, No, it's for, it's for both, Bettina. So it's for people who are living in apartments, who are looking to purchase an apartment, who maybe have an investment apartment. There's information on there for tenants that are, that are not owning apartments in Strata but are living in them. Mm -hmm. And also people who work in the Strata industry use the site quite a bit as well. Yeah, that, that's so it's basically a whole industry platform. Mm. Um, so you, you mentioned here, so what sort of information do you have there? You say you have um, a blog, your fact sheets. Um, what, what sort of categories or information do you have on the site for people who want to look something up? Uh, we have quite a bit of information there and it was starting to get quite confusing a little while ago. And one of the things that we tried to do is make the access to the information as easy as possible. So we developed some fact sheets. We have about 25 different fact sheets on different topics and some of them include strata car parking, which is always an issue, mm -hmm. um, in strata, 
there's legislation and bylaws, uh, there's noisy neighbours, so there's quite a few different sheets. And we've also divided those fact sheets up into state specific. So if you're after information specifically for New South Wales or for Victoria or Tasmania, you can jump onto one of the state specific fact sheets and they have all of the subcategories down there as well. Okay, so that's that's a great resource. Um, you also send out a newsletter, um, which I'm subscribed to, and so that how how does that is um, how does how often does that come out and help people or inform people? We have a yeah, wonderful newsletter and it's received really well and we send that out on a fortnightly basis and goes out to all of our subscribers. If you'd like to subscribe, please join by visiting our homepage on www.lookupstrata.com.au. There's a blue box there that allows you to subscribe straight to the newsletter. And the newsletter contains all of our latest articles. And Bettina, you've featured in it quite regularly. <laughs> Thank you. Um, upcoming Strata events and links to the latest Strata and apartment news from all around Australia. Um, our latest newsletter contained a poll about the perks of apartment living and our readers could choose just one thing about apartment living that they liked best. Did they like the small amount of cleaning that they now had to do, the mm. lack of maintenance, <laughs> the sense of community? And do you know what came in as number one? Overwhelmingly, over 30% of responders said that the best thing was the location. Mm. Yeah, I think that's 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 one of the key drivers for apartment living. And it also, it's the same what the Urban Task Force poll found here in Sydney, um, they said the key drivers are location, affordability, and public transport. So it's yeah, people just it's very important where they where they are, and and especially if they move to apartments, I guess yeah, they want to be close to shops and infrastructure and all of that. That's quite interesting. Um, now there is so much information out there, and I found recently an article about. Um, uh, that's in Sydney. Uh, Sydney siders are now more restricted in what size they may build their own apartments. There was a legislation um, uh, laid down by the New South Wales Land and Environment Court in April this year, and it said the latest rules in Sydney mean one bedroom apartments must be 58 square meters, which is 35% larger than before. But now you said basically you found an article just the other day which outrules this or that um, or overrules this and reverts back to the rule of thumb um, so that a studio only needs to be 35 square meters, one bed 50 square meters and two bed 70 square meters. Um, ca can you quickly say something to that um, article you found there? Yes, it looks as if, according to the Australian Financial Review, that they will revert back to that rule of thumb and the changes won't come through. And apparently that announcement will be made sometime this month. Oh, all right. Well, that is really, it's kind of really confusing for people. I mean, even for me, looking all at all these articles. Um, but I mean, there's definitely um, a, um, a tendency to small apartments somehow. In, um, in Melbourne, 40% of apartments had a floor space under 50 square meters. I found in one of these articles we just mentioned. Um, so it's sort of... Um, um, yeah, what, what, what do you have any um, comment on that, like size of apartments, um, what the trend is, or 
I think there are lots of different trends with regard to downsizing apartments and a lot of people get hung up about the actual floor space of the apartment, whereas I tend to think uh, there's lots of trends happening overseas with micro apartments. It's more important mm. about the design of the apartment. In San Francisco, they've actually reduced the minimum par- apartment size to 20 square metres, which oh, sounds amazing. <laughs> Yeah, well, that is really, I mean, I don't know how people could live in that. I mean, I, I think my smallest apartment I lived in Germany was about maybe, four, it was under 50 square meters, 43 or something when I started to work, but um, which was okay for me. It was tiny, but it, it, it worked. But I mean, it's it's for, I think it's, it, this is in a, a certain phase of, my life it was okay you know because I was just starting working after studying and but I mean that was something temporarily for me I knew at some point I'm moving out to a bigger space Uh, it's just yeah I don't know how people can stay in these tiny apartments for you know for a longer time yes and it's, I think it's important if they are little tiny apartments like that, that the complex has good common areas as well. Yeah. So that there are lots of single people staying in those apartments and it's predominantly studios or one-bedroom apartments. They have areas that they can go to. Mm. So they have uh, common areas where you have barbecues and rooftop um, theatre rooms and and dog playgrounds are available mm. now as well so and then you've got access in the location to good outdoor spaces parks and cafes down the road yeah oh it's, it's amazing um i mean if we look at empty nesters some of them um are on their own but a lot of couples also downsize and um i've just recently done a case study with um a couple downsizing from a three-bedroom house to a now two-bedroom apartment in manly which is um yeah, it's smaller than their house, and they have they don't have the double garage and the big garden and everything. But I mean, it's um, I don't know the square meters, but it's a two bedroom place, and they um, they are quite happy with it. Even um, you know they have decluttered a lot, and and they they have used good design in the apartment to create storage space, and um, the location is fantastic. So it's. Um, yeah, but I think they wouldn't want to go smaller than that, you know. It's 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 really it's a big change, but um, I think it's really important to have this um, apart from the location, the public transport, and everything, to have this design um, aspect. So to make most out of that small space, you know, they have, for example, these um, floor-to-ceiling built-in cupboards in the living room so one whole wall is full of it's just covered up with these cupboards and they have their office inside you know one is the office yes. the other one is the pantry so it's it this is i think really important as well to um even if the apartments get smaller and smaller so that you you make most out of it and and um have um or know about the importance of good design so that that you can live accordingly and and um, use your space that you have you know that's definitely right i think it's, lots of flexible apartment ideas as well where you've got a bedroom that concertinas into back into a kitchen area or you've got a, a dining room area that's used also as a, as a study area and i think there's some wonderful examples on the internet on the web uh, and lots of videos on youtube about people that have smaller apartments and they're, they're they've got a flexible space and they're able to live in those apartments quite well yeah and i think one of the other really important things apart from the design of the place and sometimes you can adjust it a bit 
but often, I mean, there's stuff that's built in and you might not be able to change that much. But it's, uh, the other thing that's really important is the furniture that you use. Um, like that, is, that it's this versatile and functional furniture that suits an apartment lifestyle. And then that is, um, I think it's really important that you have furniture which you can move around. And so in order to adjust your um, living space to your daily needs, you know, you might have one day friends over for a coffee or something and you need more tables or seating and the next day the grandchildren come over to play or you know and then you don't need all that you just push it to the side and can they can sit on the floor and um, yes. play there so but this is only possible if you have the right furniture that is not too heavy not too bulky and all of that so that is that is another thing i think people have to um consider when moving to a smaller space so how they can use the space in a clever way and design is definitely um, a, a, um, how do you say, a tool to get that sorted and yeah. I think my book is also uh, that's one of the things that I want to um, transport with my book to help to show people how how important the design is in a smaller space and, and how they can decorate and, and and furnish it and how they can use color to make it more comfortable, you know, or to make it inviting or create a certain mood and atmosphere. Um, I mean, one in one of the articles, I'm just saying that, I was really shocked that there are apartments where they have no light and no windows in bedrooms. I mean, this is, I haven't seen that so far. I have lived for many years in apartments in Germany because, you know, apartment living is very popular in Europe. It was always. Yes. And um, so I have lived, I think, for over 10 years, we lived in apartments, you know, with on my own with my partner at that time and whatever before um, we only moved to actually to a house when I had the, my first child but I've never seen an apartment without a window in the bedroom <laughs> I was just thinking no, that, okay. is, that is <laughs> I mean the world will not allow, allow apartment buildings to build without it without light coming into bedrooms so I think that's one of the things that's in question yeah. down in Victoria and the Victorian government's actually released a discussion paper called Better Apartments and they're asking for the public to to uh, put a submission in and, and read through the discussion paper and then suggest some ideas but one of the concerns is the, the more legislation you bring in and the more uh, differences that they have to make in the when they're developing the apartments the more the apartments will cost and so what's the offset are people willing to pay more for these apartments or mm. are they are they willing to pay less and then have a, a, a less appealing outlook and less light coming into the apartments and so that's mm. the question do you know how long that um this paper is now out for the public in victoria is that um uh, it's only just uh, came out uh, last month but i'm not sure how long the discussion paper is Period. actually available for the submission but through the link that's provided definitely that would have the information for you all right so i'll put that on the mm. blog as well for our listeners mm. um what else um yeah with the price that was another we just mentioned that um it's it's a big discussion here in in sydney and i think you also had um we also have one article from the sydney morning herald which was just recently there about the um the price um, in Sydney and that a lot of people are priced out of the market because they just can't just afford um, to live in the city anymore. 
That's right. I think that was the affordable housing crisis, Bettina, the one Yes. talking about ideas are needed to keep workers in Sydney and it's all about how the urban planners are scratching their heads trying to work out how to make Sydney affordable for not just the lower income people now but actually the average wage earner and they're asking the question how can police and teachers and nurses afford to actually live in Sydney. Mm. So it's not so much now about the the housing policy needing to look after the very needy but just the the average person. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was just, I I read another, um, in another article, there was a a one-bedroom apartment the size of a main bedroom with walk-in wardrobe and only three metre wide sold in Sydney for Mm. $965,000. I couldn't believe it. I said, (laughs) and I mean, but that, it's crazy. And then just recently I heard, on the radio that in Potts Point, which is one of the most populated suburbs here in Sydney, a car park space was sold for over $260,000. And it was not even a closed garage thing. It was a space in a, and I saw the the image in the internet and I looked at that space, which was really ugly. And it was just, (laughs) it had a, a, a big column on one side, which kind of made it even hard to get into it. I thought, what? And this is, I mean, you can only... I don't know. I don't know what you say anymore to these prices, but it's it's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so a certain amount of people can't just afford it. You know, it's um, that's right. And whereas apartments used to be the choice if you were worried about money, that's actually the apartments are yeah. being priced out of the market as well. And so where can these yeah. people go? Yeah, but it's this. The thing is, and um, this is why all these um, urban planning institutes like Urban Task Force Australia and the um, UDIA, the Urban Development Institute, they all talk about these or all find ways and try to find ways how to make, um, yeah, how to basically accommodate for this growing number of people that are coming to the cities in Australia. And I mean, in Sydney, I think next year, we are um, going over the 5 million mark in April 2016, I read. And it's, it's just... The city is so big and there's no more space sort of for houses. You don't know where to go anymore. And um, so everyone now, I mean, I don't know if you have been here recently, but it is amazing. No matter where you drive, there is a development site somewhere and they are building apartments. Mm. I mean, there are some certain points or areas where it's more than others, of course, close to the train lines and the public transit, yes. but it's kind of yes. everywhere. I see it everywhere I go and I think, oh, God, another apartment, you know. And um, so it's, the yeah, definitely people, the population growth and then all the new people who come into Australia, a lot of them land in Sydney first and um, – it's that, yeah, I don't know. We, we, that is just the direction I think they need to go. And this is why there's now so much discussion about everything because all these issues come up now with, with that situation. So you have to think about how big should they be. And um, But the other thing was um, the size is then also related to the price because with that um, um, new uh, latest rules we just mentioned, which we're not sure now if they're actually coming, but they, um, um, some of the articles then said, okay, if the, if the apartments need to be larger, then there will be fewer apartments in one building, which means um, together with that growing demand for urban lifestyle, the prices go up. Yeah, this, this is always this thing. So it's, it's what do you do? What's the best way? That's right. 
And even when we've spoken about smaller spaces that are designed really well, usually it costs quite a bit more to put those extra features into us, even if it's a small apartment, to make mm. the apartment work really well. So it could cost an extra twenty-five or thirty-five thousand yeah. dollars to to fit out the apartment so that it has those flexible features that work really well. Yeah, but I think this is what you have to do. I mean, in that case, I I just mentioned um, that um, case study, and this was another podcast I did, so you listeners can go back. I think it was. Um, was issue 30 episode 36 mm-hmm. um the lady said they i mean they bought this two-bedroom apartment and i was in there of course and it, it's um it's it was a nice apartment but they had to um in order to accommodate their offices basically they had to build this wall floor to ceiling cupboards this whole wall and luckily she's a designer so she could do that not build it but design it herself and they took a wall out they opened up the kitchen so yeah i think in it in most cases you have to do something to accommodate your needs you know and this is also very important that people are aware of what their needs are you know it's like everything is connected it doesn't really help to say oh we we just move into an apartment and then we'll see how we go you know it's just you have to be aware are you going to work from home do you need an office do you need what do you need you know and then see if that is able to get it done in that place you know Mm. And also that leads back to Lisa Rutland and her work. She told me, even if you move into a body corporate, you can't just do anything. You have to, you have to go to the committee and then you have to, yeah, there has, you have to um, check if the law, if you, the, how the legislation is, what you can build in, what you can change. And so this That's is right. another thing. So there's so much stuff to consider when, um, when going into or, or dis, um, considering buying an apartment, it sounds so easy. Let's buy, let's move into an apartment. But there is lots of, um, yeah, lots of things to think about in legislation. And then, as I said, different in each state. All and I guess one of the really important things is that people are clear what lifestyle they want to have and where they, how they want to live, what they need, you know, where they want to be, and all of that before they even make a decision. That's right. Well, with location being such an important aspect by the sounds of it, it's something that they really need to look at, definitely. Another interesting point is security. Um, In one of the articles we are talking about, it said um, high priority um, lighting is one of the high priorities, in-house security and uh, floor plans maximizing storage. We just had Mm -hmm. that. So that security thing, that was also what the... um, the lady mentioned the downs in the downsizing case study. She now feels much more secure. Her husband used um, travels a lot, and um, in that house they were somewhere in the suburbs. She was always sitting there on her own, feeling a bit weird, you know, when he was away for a week or so. There was no neighbors around, and now she she said it's for her. It's so much better. She sleeps better, you know, simple things because she knows the whole building is secure and yes. there's cameras. So this, and she likes to be in that community with the other people you know the other neighbors and that's right that's quite interesting so there's yeah it's a lot of um things maybe advantages to if you move to an apartment or if you downsize to an apartment but on the other hand i think um there's also a lot of 
yeah, things to consider and to basically to know and to learn about. You might not know at all when you've lived in a house for the whole time, you know. That's right. And there might be things that you haven't even considered. But I think that coming back to apartment design again, when there's poor apartment design in some of these big high rises, sometimes it can be a little bit stressful if you're living in an apartment situation because you have you're so close to your neighbors and you do share facilities with them so i think sometimes the poor design can accelerate the the stresses that you already mm. feel. so if you've got not much soundproofing between walls or you've got the saddlebag bedrooms where your bedrooms back up against the people next door's bedrooms or you've got poor ventilation through the building it will amplify any issues that you may have by living in strata anyway mm. That sounds horrible. <laughs> so um, basically to motivate our listeners to not give up and not be frustrated, I mean, they. this is why your website or Lisa Rutland's website were really valuable um, sources of information. So um, there is a lot of um, information out there and luckily there are places where people can go and get it all in one place. So I think your site is one of these examples and we just mentioned... Um, my body corporate report that's lisa rutland and also the lady who runs the um, the, the real estate platform seniors housing yes. online so these are all really great platforms and places where people can go instead of surfing hours and hours in the internet they can go to one side and i mean people could also email you couldn't they if i have a question can i email you and say hello nikki what is the <laughs> the best thing to do now or uh, you definitely can we have a contact page on the site mm. and i do receive quite a few emails through from people and if i'm not a, a, able to answer the question i certainly point them in the right direction so that they can find an answer to their question because we do find people might have a question about whether they can have a pet in their apartment or you mentioned before when you were talking about renovating whether what they need to do what avenues they need to go down to start renovating apartment whether they can put a new kitchen in or whether they need to talk to their body corporate and make sure that they're they're allowed to do that and seek the right permission so those type of questions we have come in quite regularly and we have lots of resources to answer those questions on the site that's fantastic i mean i think that's a great um closing line so everyone um who would like to know more or has questions can contact nikki um just can you just repeat your website again so that people find it Definitely, Bettina, it's Look Up Strata and we can be found at www.lookupstrata.com.au. All right, fantastic. Um, thank you so much for being on the show today, Nikki. It was a pleasure to talk to you and I hope we stay connected through the articles and the content for your um, newsletter as well. Definitely. Um, thank you so much, Bettina, for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. So if you, um, to wrap up this podcast, if you find this podcast valuable, please do us a favor and leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Um, this will help promote the show. So it's quite easy. Just log in, um, open iTunes, you search Downsize with Style under the podcast section, and then you can, uh, above the description, there is a little tab called Reviews and Ratings. So you can click and leave a rating. Or if you'd like to support the creation of quality content on a weekly basis, visit our Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com slash Bettina Deda. And um, visit our Downsize with Style website to learn more how I can help you to downsize with style. Um, you can book a personal uh, downsizing consultation, um, which is a one-hour online or Skype consultation on this website. 
um, to get a head start on your downsizing journey, it's um, www.downsizewithstyle.com. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, we will have a short break over the winter school holidays here in Australia and, and be back with the podcast in um, mid-July. I wish you a great time in the meantime and hope to speak to you soon. Bye.